Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to Miracle Monday, live from Legacy. What an incredible journey, Don Mandel, Mark Masson. Day six of the Morris Cirillo Unity in the Spirit School of Ministry. And it just keeps deepening this message in my life. You know, I was saved uh, with a message that was very popular about 40 years ago to accept Jesus as your personal savior. And that was good because it meant you don't claim to be a Christian because your parents were, or just because you're in the church. But we don't want to get too much that it's just because so many of the places we go, our Hindu friends, our Buddhist friends, and we lead them to the Lord, they're off just seeking their own nirvana or satori. But Brother Srillo is showing me over and over again that unless I'm interdependent, unless I'm part of a body or an organism, and a living organism, not just a nominal, a charitable registered society that I'm missing what he has for me, but he takes us to where we need to go. Amen, amen, and what a message because we need to be honest with ourselves. This unity in the church, we have all faced that uh, in our experience, but this message, it's birthing a love. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Genuine love in our heart for our brothers and our sister and a real desire to walk in unity. And as Dr. Serlo said, where there is unity, there is power. And you've kept telling us and reminding us to appreciate the gift that is in our Oh, yeah. please, yeah. please. You know, we have to remember today, the first church that God created was called the family. And so these keys that Brother Srillo is putting in our hands these are not just keys that you can think about using as you relate to your brother and your sister and the nations of the world, but how about your husband? How about your wife, your children, the people that you work with? And then even the people that are outside the gates of the church, just like Peter and John, the Bible says they went up to the temple together. Somebody say, the word together. together. You know that there is a world that is waiting maybe more today than ever before just to see if Peter and John, maybe two of the most different disciples, maybe have different doctrine, different emotional relationships with their faith, but to see if they would unite together and focus their eyes and that's what this school of ministry is all about. That's what the prayer of Jesus is all about. Like Don reminded us the other day, it's really the only verse of scripture I can recall where Brother Strillo commanded us, urged us to memorize the prayer of Jesus. And Jesus prayed to his father that we might be one, even as he and the father are one, so that the world might believe that God the Father sent Jesus Christ the Son. And so this unity in the Spirit is really not an optional thing. That's why it's the first course of the year. I can't wait. Tomorrow we're going to have our final day seven, unity in the Spirit. Get your anointing oil ready. We're gonna have a great anointing service. We're gonna ask God to release an incredible grace 
that will enable us to forgive, an incredible grace that will enable us maybe to reconnect with family members, maybe to reconnect with those that we are for some reason out of relationship with so that we can enter in to the rest of this year and this season in our life from a place of power. What a message on Friday when Brother Sulo reminded us that unity is your secret place of power. Well, I'm excited to welcome you today that are joining us on the podcast, that are joining us on Facebook Live, joining us on YouTube, and this is where we're headed. We are going to be giving every one of you that are participating the opportunity to receive a certificate of completion. Tomorrow will be day seven, and then you'll be receiving your end of course certificate of completion exam. And we'll be sending every single one of you that take the exam, that pass the exam. We're gonna send you all the notes so that you can prepare to pass that exam. And you'll have a certificate of completion with your name on it, signed by our president, David Cirillo, signed by our chairwoman of the board, Teresa Cirillo, your spiritual mama. And those of you that are taking this course for the second time, your certificate will be a little bit different because it will be a master's certificate of completion and we'll be talking to you more about that. But right now, what a joy it is. We have been so blessed to sit at the feet of the Holy Spirit as Brother Srillo opens up the heart of God, the prayer of Jesus. Would you join me again today in welcoming God's servant, Dr. Morris Cirillo. Are you ready to say it all together? Yes. Without the Bible? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. All right, come on, let's say it together. Yes. That they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the next two verses, and the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Now, 
Will you raise your right hand to the Father? And will you repeat with Brother Cyrillo tonight the prophecy that God gave to us for this world conference? Repeat it after me. A powerful, Spiritual force, spiritual force is about to be released, to be released within, the within the body of Christ that is going to bring about, to bring about the greatest manifestation, the greatest manifestation of the power of God that the world has ever seen. seen. 2,000 years ago, the church of Jesus Christ was born. It was not born by great preachers. It was not born by great orators. It was not born by organization. And these are difficult things to speak from a pulpit. But it was not born by denomination. It was born by a unique characteristic. And that unique characteristic that gave birth to the early church gave it, put this deep inside your spirit, it gave it divine ability. Somebody say divine ability. Now, God never intended for the church to be an organization. An organization is an administrative functional structure that is characterized on the absolute conformity to the requirements and standards of man. That's an organization. Now I've got news for you. We are not structuring ourselves on the standards or the requirements of what man may ask of us. We are structuring ourselves on that unique characteristic that gave the early church its birth and its divine capability to reach the world for God, which it did in the first 200 years after the death of Jesus Christ. Now, I also told you last night, and it's very important for us to understand, that God never intended the church to be a denomination. Now, 
I told you last night, I'm gonna just quickly tell you again. I have no trouble with denominations. I have no trouble with denominations because I understand what a denomination is. A denomination is a religious organization uniting in a single legal administrative body a number of local congregations. Now, if that's as far as denominations went, I would have no problem. It's not with denominations that we have a problem, men of God. It's with denominationalism. Now, denominationalism is this. It's the emphasizing of denominational differences to the point of being narrowly exclusive. Now, we don't have any problem with a few churches wanting to get together and calling themselves Baptist or Methodist or Presbyterian or Assembly of God or Foursquare Church of God. No problem at all. But what we have the problem with as men of God who move under the anointing of the Holy Spirit is when we set up barriers and become exclusive and we begin to separate the body instead of uniting the body. There's where we have our problem. Now, somebody say those last three words for me. Come on, say it again. Come on, say it again. Now, there's where we have our problem. Now, what was God's intention for the church 2,000 years ago when he gave birth to this mystical body? What was his intention? His intention was that it would be a live organism. Oh, somebody say amen, please. He intended for it to be a live organism, not an organization, not a denomination. Now, what's an organism? It's a structure of interdependent, not independent. I don't know whether you're hearing that. Now, I have a big problem today. I have a big problem with the spirit of our age. I have a big problem because the church, unfortunately, has allowed the spirit of the age to creep into it, and now we are moving under the operation of the spirit of the age. And that is everybody is independent and everybody walks around like they're a law unto themselves and it's okay. God told me to do this and it doesn't matter what the fallout is, brother. They're just going off doing their own thing. God never did tell them to act independent. Are you hearing me? Yes. We are not.
somebody told me one time, one of my men were going into a certain city to set up a crusade for Brother Sullivan. They said, well, we can't cooperate with Brother Sullivan. He's an independent. Brother, I've got news for you. Morris is not an independent. He's a part of the organism. Now, let's find out what happens in an organism. It's a structure of interdependent. Now, watch this. And subordinate elements whose relation and properties are largely determined by their function in the whole. Now, I'm not going to try to explain that because I'll be here for four days. Just let it go over your head and get the tape and listen to it. It's an individual that is constructed. Say the word constructed. Come on, say the word constructed. When God constructs you, I want to tell you something. You're not going to be independent. You're going to be interdependent. You're going to be subs... Oh, glory to God. You're going to be subordinate. You're going to be able to rise. You're going to be able to minister and work and live on this level or on this level or on this level. It's not going to make any difference. What is going to make it? What's going to make the difference is what is the need within the body of Christ. And as you're in it, brother, you can begin to flow and operate and be pulled in any direction to provide what the body needs. Now, if you're part of the organism of God, you're an individual. Now, get this very carefully, please. I'd like to spend about an hour on each one of these things. I want to hit it very quickly because I'm about three days behind. It's an individual constructed to carry the activities of life. The trouble with, now please don't get me wrong and don't get mad at me and don't go out of here and say I said this. But the trouble with most organizations is there's no life. Come on, they're dead. Now come on, look at Brother Shirley. Come on, put your hand under your chin like this. Come on, do this. Come on, do it one more time. All right, you say, Brother Sula, what are we doing? You know what we're doing. We're getting the mask off. If you're part of an organism, you're an individual constituted, constructed by God to carry the activities of life. 
by means of organs. We're not all the finger. I'm just going to say this. You're not all the eye. You're not all the ear. We're individuals constructed to carry the activities of life, the life flow of Jesus Christ by means of organs, separate in function, but mutually dependent. Everyone has a different function, but each one is dependent one upon the other. That's what makes us one. The Bible says there came a sound like a rushing mighty wind and flames of fire appeared over their heads. Now, can you receive some revelation tonight? Come on, can you receive some revelation? Tuck this deep into your spirit tonight. Because we're moving in a another direction, probably a little different than what you're expecting here. Those flames of fire that appeared over their heads were an outward sign of an inward transformation that was taking place. Now, don't you believe anybody. I don't care who they are. Don't you believe them. If they tell you, I've got it all on the inside. Don't you believe them, brother. Don't you believe them. You say, why not, Brother Sula? I'll tell you why. Because you cannot have an inward manifestation. You cannot. It's impossible to have an inward work of God take place in your life without there being a visible outward manifestation that can be seen. Put it in your spirit because we've got a lot to say about that. In a little, in a little bit. Tuck it in your spirit. Ye shall receive power. Can you see those men when they walked out? of the upper room. Somebody said they got it all on the inside. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> Somebody said, look at them. Look like a bunch of drunks. I wish some of you people would get a little bit of that. No, you're. I, I wasn't. I, I was going to say something, but I better not say it. 
We're too organized. We're too denominationalized for that. See, he became of no reputation for us. But you are so busy worrying about your reputation that you aren't in a place where God can do for you what he wants to do because you're afraid. If you walk out, brother, in this hallway looking like a drunk, somebody may say, my God, what's wrong with that person? And if you tell them, I just had a religious experience, you're afraid they might say, you're but such as I have. Not the same Peter <laughs> that when the cock crowed denied Jesus three times. Not the same Peter. Not the same Peter that shouted with the rest of those disciples, except I see the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his wound. I'm not going to believe he's resurrected. But silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee in the name. Uh, now, put some of these things in your spirit. God said ye shall receive power. You know what the Greek word for power is, don't you? Say it. Say it. For those of you that don't know what you heard the people say it, it's dunamis. Everybody say it together. Jesus said, go on up in that upper room. And he said, when you get up in the upper room, he said, you're going to get dunamis. And dunamis means the miracle working ability of God. Oh, come on. All right. How many of you got the miracle working ability of God? Peter came out of that upper room. He didn't look at that man crippled. Now, excuse me. I don't say these things to be cute. God knows I don't have any time to be cute. I don't say these things to be critical. I don't say these things to cast dispersions. God knows I speak to you from a bleeding heart. What a 
far cry from those of us today who want to cringe and crawl behind the excuse, oh, I don't have any power to heal the sick. That's true, you probably don't. Because you're afraid of the newspapers. You're afraid of the denominations. You're afraid of what the TV newscasters are going to say about you. If you come walking down the street and say like Peter, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus, get up! Get up! God give you a spiritual breakthrough. God take the blind spiritual cataracts from your eyes. God open your inner ears and God give you sight to see with the eyes of your heart. What an indictment to the God that said, let there be light. And there was light when we stand up and say, I haven't got no power to heal the sick. Come on. Come on. Come on. Ye shall receive power. spiritual Did you know 
that you and I are baptized with the same Holy Spirit baptism and power that Jesus Christ was? You remember one day when Jesus was outside Solomon's porch and Jesus tried to tell them, these religious leaders, that he was the son of God. How many of you remember that scripture in the Bible? And you know what they did? They picked up stones. You remember? Remember? And they were going to stone Jesus. And Jesus said, look at all these good things I've done. I've opened the eyes of the blind. I've unstopped the ears of the deaf. I've caused the lame to walk. For what of these things are you going to stone me? Which one? And they said, we're not going to stone you for the good things you've done, but we're going to stone you because you say you are the Son of God. The world will never stone you for feeding the sick. I mean, feeding the, 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 the hungry, excuse me. They'll never stone you for all the good works. But you align yourself up and begin to claim, say the first word. Just put it in your spirit because we're heading to a bombshell. You know how Jesus got out of that stoning? You know how he got out of that stoning? Come on, do you know how he got out? He quoted the Psalms. He says, haven't you ever read it? Ye are gods. And why should you stone me then if I say I am the son of God? Say this after me. Father, that they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe sent me. Give the Lord a clap off. Go ahead. Come on, give him a clap off. Say the word same. The same Holy Spirit that anointed Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, is the same Holy Spirit that anoints you and I. Not a different spirit, but the exact same Holy Spirit. 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 
Well, go ahead and just give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. What a prayer. Don, Mark, Jesus may have prayed that prayer 2,000 years ago, but the Bible that I read says that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us. And I just believe that as we have been connecting with this Unity in the Spirit School of Ministry, that somehow Jesus has been praying that prayer over every single one of our viewers, over every single one of our podcast listeners. And I know this, that when Jesus prays, something happens. Yes, and of course, the Holy Spirit did come on him on, in Luke 4.1, and Dr. Sorello champions that. But here he takes us further, and in your own lives, in your own things that you're praying for, that Brother Sorello, we can tell from traveling and be with him, he did not have a quitting point. Right. It was not about, I'm gonna pray for two hours, and if nothing happens, I'm gonna assume it wasn't God's will. And so he takes us all the way through experientially, and you're being taken through to Luke, uh, Luke 4, not just 4.1, but 4.14. Then Jesus, in the power of the Spirit, returned from Jordan, and the fame of him spread throughout uh, all Galilee. And that's one of the key pillars in here. Brother Srilo never backed down on the manifestation, doesn't want you to back down on your deliverance, your healing, your reconciliation, and putting this message into practice. Yeah, and you know, Greg and Don, what has touched me so much in this teaching, it's how Dr. Cyril explained us the difference between organization and organism. And you see, uh, in an organization, and because we need to be careful, in an organization there is human safety, security. But um, in an organism, there is mutual submission. And this is totally different. Human security requires to depend and to rely on human wisdom. But mutual submission requires to depend on the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I have understood something in my life. <laughs> when you submit to one another, when you submit to authority, when you submit to your brother and sister, you do it because you know that you are free. Yes. Hallelujah. And just very quickly, because what he says is so deep, actually, medically, what cancer is, is individual cells going off in their own direction, multiplying on their own, metastasis spreading all over a body, but in a healthy body, it's just what Mark said, a healthy organism, they're each participating, fulfilling their role. Amen, the amen. But when you rebel, when you rebel, it's because you are afraid to be bound. Yeah. So this is a fight between freedom and being bound. What shall we choose? Come on now. Thank Hallelujah. I'm going to turn my face to Jesus, the one who sets me free, and I will love my brother, and I will love my sister. And you know what? That's where the blessing of God is. That's the secret place of power, Psalms 133, that we would dwell together in unity. And I love the title of this school of ministry. It's Unity in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is working with you. The Holy Spirit is working with us throughout these entire six. And then tomorrow, the incredible closing seventh course. 
And I just believe as we connect our prayers with the prayers of Jesus and the working of the Holy Spirit, walls are going to come down, forgiveness is going to flow, a greater revelation of who we really are in our unity with our relationship with God because of what Jesus has done will create an incredible overflow in our life. So I want you to prepare tomorrow for this incredible opportunity. If you have some oil, get it ready. You don't have to have oil, but we're gonna have a tremendous time praying together. You know, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, there's seven things that the Lord hates. And like Mark and Don were talking about, that cancer, sowing discord. And we're gonna ask God's forgiveness for any time that maybe somebody has said something about somebody else in the body of Christ that was not encouraging, that was not uplifting. And I believe that there is gonna be a release, just like Psalms 133 says, tomorrow of a fresh anointing that's going to run literally from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Father, we thank you today for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Lord, we bless your people today. Lord, those who have chosen God through even sacrifice to make a covenant with you. Lord, you have seen the time that they have set aside to listen to the podcast, to connect with the Facebook, to check their emails and to refresh themselves with the notes, the words that have been spoken to us through these courses. And so, Father, we thank you that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. And God, we declare in this Morris Cirillo Legacy International Center that that mantle, that anointing, God, that example that Morris Cirillo gave for 70 plus years of ministry, of walking in love, peace, forgiveness, Lord, we take that into our spirits today. And Lord, we reject, God, the work of the enemy, the work of bitterness, God, the work of frustration and discouragement and disappointment. And God, we declare that your peace is our portion. And Lord, we want you to make us not only recipients of your peace, but your word declares, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. And we declare today that you are a child of the living God. Somebody just say this. Somebody say, I am marked for God's commanded blessing because I am a child of God. Tomorrow you're gonna to have an opportunity. You could take advantage of it today but we're going to ask everybody, we do this at the end of every school of ministry, to bring a special offering to mark the revelation, to mark the appreciation, to mark the thanks, to mark the honor that we have for what we are receiving in this school of ministry. And this month, as you do that, you're going to receive, I think, one of Brother Shrillo's most powerful books, most powerful revelations, marked for God's commanded blessing, how we see God 
is so important and how we see how God sees us is so very important to walking in his blessing. And then I can't wait in a few days, we're gonna begin talking about how God sees us, how we see how God sees us. We're gonna begin the how to win the battle for your mind. It's going to be one of the most incredible experiences of your life, but I can't wait tomorrow. Mark and Don, we get to come back together again for our final day with Brother Cirillo in this incredible Unity in the Spirit School of Ministry. We're gonna save plenty of time tomorrow to pray with you, to minister with you. Brother Cirillo is gonna be sharing, closing the school with a powerful prophetic word. You just can not miss it. We're gonna have that word on the screen in text and uh, you'll be able to see it as Brother Strillo is saying it so that you can read it. We're gonna put it in our email to you. It is a powerful, incredible season shifting word. You just cannot miss it. That's all I can say. It's gonna be an incredible closing tomorrow. Well, listen, on behalf of David Cirillo, our president, Teresa Cirillo, the chairwoman of the board of directors, on behalf of Don and Mark, my beautiful wife, Jerry, and we wanna just say how much we love all of our in-home prayer ministers that are participating in this school of ministry. This is Greg Morrow saying to you, you are a part of God's end time plan. You're not a part of this school of ministry by accident, but God has connected you to this anointing. God has connected you to this ministry because God has not planned any defeats for you, only victory. We'll see you tomorrow for the great closing Unity in the Spirit School of Ministry session in Jesus' name.